Hey all, this is Robert Rochelle with D3VB West. For this podcast, I wanted to look at the tournaments that are coming up on the first weekend. What I specifically did is I looked at the ABCA Top 25 and I compared that with the Top 25 that I did as well as the Top 25 that Ricky Nelson did on his site. And I came up with a consensus, actually a Top 24, because the 25th was a tie between a bunch of teams. But... Um, so I wanted to look at where those 24 teams were playing and kind of see which tournaments were the better, had the best quality opponents in it, and maybe where we might see a, an upset. So the first thing I did was combine the three polls, or the three top 25s, and came up with my 24, like I said. Um, a couple things to note is that I actually had a tie at the top spot between Calvin and Claremont Mud Scripps. And there was actually a tie for the third spot between uh, Juniata and Colorado College. Um, everything else kind of fell out a little bit nicer than, than, than the top did. The next thing I did is I looked to see where these 24 teams were going to be playing that first weekend. And it came out that there is actually 14 tournaments uh, across the nation that are going to be hosting these top 24 teams. And what I did then did is I looked to see, okay, well, which ones are the best, which ones are the worst? And I figured I would uh, just go down the list, maybe backwards uh, from 14 up to number one, and um, kind of talk about each of the teams that are in the uh, tournament and what they might expect. So actually, I said there's 14 tournaments. There's actually a, I don't want to say a 15th tournament, but there's actually a grouping of that, that sitting in the last place at number 15. And these are the two teams that are in my top 24, or the combined top 24, I should say, that aren't actually playing uh, the first weekend. And that's going to be number 16, Wesleyan, and number 21, Bowden. And again, those rankings are from the combined list. Um, and it's just because of the simple fact that these schools don't actually start until early September. So they typically don't play that first weekend, um, uh, and that holds true again this season. Uh, so number the 14th tournament, or maybe the worst tournament um, that uh, the, these top 24 teams are going to be at, is actually going to be uh, the Babson tournament. Uh, this is where number 24 Babson is playing and hosting, and they're going to be playing three teams um, that frankly aren't very good. Um, the other ranking that I'm going to talk about uh, before I talk about those teams is the uh, Pab Pablo rankings that uh, you can find on the Rich Kern site. And he basically ranks everybody, um, the, all of the D3 teams, uh, from 1 to 400 and whatever it is now. And I kind of looked at that just to give me an idea of where some of these teams that uh, the top 24 um, were at the end of last year. So, for instance, in the Babson's, turn in Babson's tournament, uh, the three teams were ranked, uh, let's see, 277, 362, and 388. So, the bottom line here in this tournament, Babson's basically hosting three teams that it should pretty easily defeat. Uh, the 13th tournament uh, in my little list of tournaments, I guess you would say, was the Whitewater Invite. And uh, that, of course, is being hosted by uh, the University of Wisconsin at Whitewater. Uh, they actually came at number 13th on the combined list. Um, they're playing uh, three schools. Uh, it's going to be the Milwaukee School of Engineering, Lakeland, and uh, Carleton. Uh, probably that Lakeland highlights that group. 
Um, although the thing to note here is that all three of these teams are losing um, anywhere between 40 and 50% of their points. So these teams weren't, two of these teams really weren't ranked that high, and all three teams are going to be losing a lot of stats. So this is another tournament where Whitewater, in this case, just like Babson, is hosting, and they really shouldn't uh, be tested at all. Uh, the 12th tournament, working our way up to number one, is the Inspire Hope Tournament, hosted by number 23 Hope. Um, this one has uh, Wartburg, uh, Bluffton, and Wisconsin Lutheran. Uh, Wartburg's probably highlights this group. They finished in the Pablo rankings at number 43 last year. Uh, the other two teams were in the 100s. Um, they're losing 34% of their points. I don't really, I mean, Hope's losing a lot of points. Um, um, this year as well, a percentage of their points. Uh, they're actually, I didn't actually have them in my top 25, but uh, the ABCA did and, uh, and uh, Ricky did. Um, so again, this is another tournament where I don't think um, the, the top 24 team, in this case Hope, is going to be challenged um, at all. Um, could Wartburg come up and, and surprise, I suppose, but I really didn't, it, it, I'm just not expecting it. Uh, going down, let's see, number 11 uh, comes in as the Colorado, Cla Col Colorado College Classic. Um, that's got number three, Colorado College. Uh, they'll be playing four teams. They're playing uh, Millsaps, Clarkson, Edgewood, and Wisconsin Oshkosh. So um, I would say it's really highlighted by Clarkson and Oshkosh. Clarkson uh, was actually regionally ranked last year, so that's if, if that happens again this year which it probably will, then that's a ranked win that Colorado College could come from, could, could, could get, and a pretty easy one at that. And then, um, you know, Oshkosh uh, was Pablo ranked 63 last year. Uh, unfortunately, they were losing almost 50% of their points, so that's another team that's going to kind of, that, sh that potentially could struggle uh, this season. Um, you know, the other thing about Colorado College is they tend to start the year with tournaments at home. And uh, they don't lose. They just don't lose at home. Like I looked it up, uh, whatever it was, maybe a year or so ago. I don't think they've lost in 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 at home in well. I don't want to say because I can't remember, but I think it's something like a decade. Um, all right, through the magic of editing, I actually went back and looked. Um, wasn't quite a decade. They actually lost in 2016, but that was to a non D3 school. The last time they lost to a D3 school in Colorado College uh, was in 2014. It was Nebraska Wesleyan. So half a decade maybe is what I meant to say there. Um, so but again with Colorado College uh, I'm not sure any of those teams is, is really going to challenge them. I really see the Tigers uh, doing well this year and you know Oshkosh could replace their losses, could, could surprise, but um, um, again, I just at this point in these four tournaments that I've looked at, I just don't see a chance where there could be an upset. Moving on, and we break into the top ten uh, with the uh, the Bear Inventational. It's uh, hosted by Washington St. Louis. Washington St. Louis came in at number seventeen on my combined rankings. Uh, they're going to be playing four teams: uh, Fontbone, Hendricks, North Park, and Cornell College. So. Um, Two of these teams uh, were ranked inside the 100 by Pablo last year, Hendricks and Cornell College. Hendricks was actually regionally ranked. So this is another opportunity for a team, in this case Washington St. Louis, to pick up a ranked win uh, hosting Hendricks if, if they can again um, become regionally ranked in the South. 
I think they actually have a very good shot at be, being regionally ranked in the South. Um, this is maybe the first tournament uh, that we've discussed where you know we could see an upset. I mean, Washington St. Louis is really tough at home, um, but you know Hendricks Hendricks isn't isn't um, isn't horrible by any stretch. They're they're pretty good, and uh, they're not losing that much to senior graduation. They're 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 under twenty percent. So um, you know if if Washington St. Louis doesn't um, doesn't overlook them, I mean Hendricks could surprise. Um, or does overlook them, then, then Hendricks could surprise here. And Cornell College is another one that uh, they were 54th last year in Pablo's rankings. They're losing about 40% of their um, of their stats to graduation points, to, I should say, to graduation. Uh, but still, they, they've got an outside shot. Um, I really, you know, the other two schools are both losing 40 to 50% of their, their points to graduation. They weren't highly ranked to begin with. So, but, but I think we... You know, this tournament coming in at number 10 is the first one where I can actually see um, where where a top 24 team may, may actually drop a game and actually should be a little concerned um, that, that another school doesn't come in there and beat them. Um, the ninth tournament, still moving up to number one, is the Southwestern Fall Invitational. Uh, this one's hosted by Southwestern. I'll actually be there, so if anyone's there, uh, say hi. Uh, but this one, uh, the highlight of this one is uh, number 20, Carthage. Again, number, uh, 20th by the combined rankings. Uh, they're going to be playing four schools. Uh, obviously, the host South Southwestern school, they're going to be playing Whittier. They're going to be playing Hardin-Simmons, and they're also going to be playing Whitworth. So, you know, three of these schools of the four finished within the top, um, top 100 of Pablo's rankings last year. Um, you know, Whitworth, Whitworth um, is losing close to 50% of their stats. Um, Harden Simmons is losing close to 60%. Uh, Whittier isn't losing nearly that much, um, but um, you know they, they were what did I say? They were seven, 70th in, in Pablo ranking, and then you've got Southwestern, which came in at 48th. Um, and I've got written down here that they're losing 26% of their stats, but it's actually a lot more than that because they lost some underclassmen. So the, these numbers I pulled from um, um, the beginning of the year when we didn't see all the rosters. So. What I see here, um, I mean, could Whitworth surprise? It's possible, um, but I think you know both Southwestern and Whittier have a shot against Carthage. But you know, I actually like Carthage this year. Uh, I'm really high on them. Um, I really don't expect them to lose here. Um, but obviously, you know, playing Southwestern on their court, if Southwestern is able to figure it out, they've got a bunch of young kids. Um, then, then you know, an upset is possible. But this should be a pretty good one. Um, some really good teams out of the West going against uh, a team that I think is going to be very good. The eighth tournament is going to be the Pacific Coast Classic. Um, this is actually kind of a huge tournament, um, but I'm only really going to be talking about uh, CMS, uh, Claremont Mud Scripps. They came in at number one. They were tied with Calvin, uh, but we're just going to look at the four schools that they're going to be playing in this tournament. They've got Carroll, uh, University of Dallas, uh, Augsburg, and then St. Olaf. Uh, St. Olaf. And... Um, so what's interesting here is both Augsburg and uh, St. Olaf were regionally ranked last year. So again, um, both of these teams, you know, really have a good chance of being regionally ranked again this year. Um, so again, CMS has got an opportunity to pick up a couple of ranked wins um, in, in their favor to help them uh, come selection time. Um, you know, Olaf uh, losing under 30% of their points. Uh, Augsburg's actually doing better than that. They're, they're right around 12%. Uh, 
Um, and actually, I'm a little surprised I didn't look at them a little more heavily in my top 25. The more I started looking at this tournament, I was like, oh, they, they could be better than I thought they were. Um, so if I'm overlooking them, it's it, we better hope that CMS isn't doing the same thing. Um, you know, Carroll came in at 83 last year. Um, they've got their losses aren't too significant. And then Dallas really isn't losing anything. They came in at 164 last year, and I actually kind of like them this year. Uh, they're stepping up in their competition. Uh, they're returning most of their roster. And um, so although, I mean, I really like CMS this year, I don't expect them to drop any of these, these matches to any one of these four teams. I think all of them will provide a, a good matchup and a good first weekend uh, for CMS. The seventh tournament, uh, working our way up to number one, is the Elmhurst Invitational. This one is highlighted by number 15, Aurora. And uh, they're going to be playing um, Heidelberg, Elmhurst, uh, Gustavus Adolphus, and Augustana. Augustana probably said that wrong. but um, All four of these teams were in the top 100 last year by the Pablo rankings. Um, so, you know, Aurora was interesting. I really didn't have them high on my ranking because I thought they were uh, I thought they were losing more than they were, but they've got uh, one of their players is coming back for a, a basic, basically a, a fifth year or a, a, an extra senior year because they were uh, they had an extra year of eligibility, and she's a, she's a really good player, and that really kind of changes things. Um, so they're going to be really tough. Aurora's going to be tough again uh, this year, despite where I, I had them a little lower on my my rankings. I think I had them at twenty three, um, but they're definitely a top fifteen team. Um, so, but looking at these 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 other schools that they're playing, um, you know, Gustavus losing nearly sixty percent of their points. They were they were highly rated last year, uh, ranked last year. They ended up eighteenth um, in the ABCA poll uh, at the end of last season, um, but they're they're losing an awful lot. So I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to be able to replenish that. But if they can. Um, you know, they've, they've had a great run, and, uh, you know, if they, if they can replenish those losses, then they, they can keep that run going. Elmhurst has kind of been uh, down. Um, they, had, they, had a, they had a nice few years, and, um, well, more than a few. But uh, they've been a little bit down of late. They came in 90th last year in Pablo's rankings. They're not really losing much this year. So that really could be the game to watch, uh, Aurora and Elmhurst. It's, it's going to be at Elmhurst, and it, it, to this point, if I was looking at one, one match where there could be an upset, um, that's, that's the first one I'm going to really highlight, is, um, is Elmhurst hosting Aurora and, uh, and, and seeing if, if, if Elmhurst can pull off, pull off that win. So that, that's going to be really interesting. That's really the first time of all these tournaments that we've talked about so far where I see that, that possibility. Okay, let's see. Before we get to the top five, we've got number six. We've got the Gargoyle Classic. It's being hosted by the University of Chicago. Uh, Chicago came in at number nine in these combined rankings. Uh, the four schools they're going to be playing um, were all regionally ranked. Yes, they were. They were all regionally ranked at the end of last year. Uh, they've got Concordia, Wisconsin. They've got uh, University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point. They've got uh, DePaul, and they've got UT Dallas. So, you know, all of these schools... Um, were almost in the top 50. Uh, Concordia, Wisconsin came in at 53 out of Pablo's rankings, but all the other ones were comfortably in the top 50. Um, you know, Chicago, I think, is going to be very good, but every single one of these matches is going to be a fight. Um, I like Concordia, Wisconsin. They're only losing, uh, you know, a little over 20% of their points. I really like Stevens Point. They're not, they're returning virtually everyone. Um, 
you know, DePaul, I think, is only going to build on what they did last year. Uh, they were not only regionally ranked, they made the NCAA tournament as an at-large. I actually have them ranked 24th in my, in, in, in my, in my top 25. I have Stevens point is to 19. So, I mean, I obviously like this group of teams. And then you've got, you know, UT Dallas, which is, you know, has been having a great run. They're a really tough team, usually a really good defensive team. Um, just because I'm more familiar with the West, I know that they're losing a lot more than they initially thought. But, um, but again, that's another one where um, UT Dallas could come in and really surprise. So um, I think all of these are potential upsets um, for Chicago. Um, but at the same time, I, I, would still, I would still favor Chicago in each one of these matches. Now I get into the top five. Um, and why these are the top five is really because these, these five tournaments either have two or three teams out of the top 24, the combined uh, top 24 that um, I did between the three polls. So uh, I really like the Gargoyle Classic. I like all four of the teams um, that are there or I guess I should say the, the, the teams that Chicago's are playing, the four teams that Chicago is playing. Um, so let's take a look at this one. Number five is uh, the Bomber Invitational, which is uh, hosted by Ithaca. Ithaca came in at number 11 in the combined rankings. Um, they're also gonna have number 12, Barry, um, there, and um, really like Barry. I think I actually had them uh, like 11 and 12 in my ranking, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, with Barry being ahead of Ithaca. Um, they also have um, Ohio Wesleyan and um, uh, U University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. So these both were top 100 teams. Neither one is really losing a lot. Um, this is going to be uh, pretty, pretty fun. This will be a fun one because I think, um, I think obviously the Ithaca-Barry one is going to be a great matchup. It could go either way. Uh, if I was putting money on it, um, I'd probably go with Barry. Um, but you know, Ithaca at home, you, you really can't go wrong. And then the other two teams, I think, are both um, were, were well ranked, well positioned last year, but also um, are, are teams that could actually be better this year. Now we look at the number four tournament, um, and it's gonna be the Emory Classic. It's another tournament that's got two teams out of the top 24, the consensus top 24 and two really, really good teams in Emory and Johnson and Wales. So obviously these two are in for a heck of a, a battle um, uh, next week. And uh, the teams that they're gonna be playing, I think they're both playing four, but they're slightly different teams. Uh, uh, Siwani's there, they were 92 in the Pablo rankings last year out of the South region. Uh, Guilfoyd, and then they have Bellhaven. Bellhaven actually wasn't ranked because uh, they weren't a full D3 member, but they are this year. So, I, you know, I really don't think any of those three teams are going to give Emory or Johnson and Wales too much trouble. Um, but it's going to be really interesting when those two teams play. Uh, Johnson and Wales has got a much better schedule this year. Uh, they're returning most everyone. Emory, obviously the national champions, but um, have a little more, a lot more turnover than a Johnson and Wales. So, um, you know, if I had to pick, I think Johnson and Wales wins this. Um, you know, hey, look at me, I'm supporting the New England region now. But I think, I think Johnson and Wales can win this. And, uh, you know, uh, last year, Johnson and Wales went out to uh, CMS and they, they beat CMS. So um, it, won't, it will not surprise me at all. And if, you know, if Emory uh, at home takes down Johnson and Wales, then we may be looking at 
someone that is able to replenish their losses and and uh, could be going uh, for a back-to-back -back championship. Uh, moving on to the top three, we've got the third best tournament next week, uh, week one of our D3 schedule, and I've got it as the Trinity National Invite. Uh, the top three tournaments um, all have three top 24 teams in them. And uh, Trinity National Invite's got uh, number 10, consensus number 10, Mary Harden Baylor, number 18, St. Benedict, and the host school number 22, Trinity. Uh, to top that off, they also have uh, Minnesota Morris, who, you know, they won their conference, got a pool A bid last year. They were in the tournament. Uh, they were Pablo ranked 74. They're returning a lot of their players. Um, this is a school that's not going to surprise me if they upend um, more likely Trinity or St. Benedict. But, um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any of the teams uh, sleep, on, sleep on Minnesota Morris. Uh, you also have uh, Whitman. Uh, Whitman was 109 last year in the Pablo rankings. They're, they're losing a ton. Uh, they're over 60% of their points are gone to senior graduation. And then you've got Newman, who was, in, was ranked 221. Uh, so really, I think, you know, the, the fun is going to be in those three top 24 teams and then Minnesota Morris. And um, just, and again, not everyone's playing the same, same, same schools in this one because they have an odd number of schools, but everyone's playing four matches. So Trinity National Invite comes in at number three. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, number two, uh, the second best tournament in week one I've got is the Ohio Northern Tournament. Again, we've got three top 24 teams, consensus top 24 teams, uh, leading off with number one, Calvin. Uh, we've, then we've got number seven, Wittenberg, and number 19, Ohio Northern. Um, we've also got uh, IWU, Illinois Wesleyans there. Um, they're losing over 70% of their points, so I don't actually have them ranked. They're ABCA ranked number 13. Uh, but we'll see how much they can replenish and if they can put up a battle with, to, to any of the teams. And then you've also got Transylvania, which was number 69 last year and is returning the bulk of their squad. Why is this one not the top tournament? Because, holy cow, you got Calvin and Wittenberg. But um, the problem there is that Calvin and Wittenberg aren't actually playing. They're not going to face off uh, week one. Um, they actually play the next week. So um, I guess they didn't want to play twice, but um, but still, Ohio Northern has got its work cut out for them as they play both, and, and then I think they play, I can't remember who they play, Lenore Wesleyan, oh, and then Transylvania, okay. Um, so that leaves me with my number one, my top tournament in week one, and I'm going with uh, Christopher Newport's tournament. Uh, they, again, have got three um, top 24 teams, based on the consensus of the ABCA poll, my poll, my, my top 25 and Ricky Nelson's. And we've got number three, Juniata. We've got number eight, uh, University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. And then we've got the host school, number 14, Christopher Newport. Uh, to round that out, we've got Marymount, um, who was regionally ranked last year. They actually got one of the two Pool B bids. And obviously, we're in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Marymount's losing an awful lot. They're losing about 50% of their, um, their points. So, you know, not going to surprise me if they struggle because they're, you know, they're, they're playing three quality teams this, for, this week one. But if they're able to replenish some of those losses and, and, and earn an upset, then we need to be watching out for Marymount again for a Pool B bid this year. Uh, but you can't go wrong with Juniata, Eau Claire, and Christopher Newport. Um, I think it was a little surprising. All three of the polls like Christopher Newport, I think we all recognize they're, they're returning an awful lot. So, you know, if they want to stake their claim, boy, and they're hosting this, they're hosting this tournament, um, go ahead and take out Juniata and Eau Claire, and um, you'll be a top 10 school 
right after week one. So those are my those are my 14 tournaments plus the the, the grouping that that's not playing. So just again, Christopher Newport tournaments number one. If you're in the area there, I would definitely go watch some volleyball. Ohio Northern's got a great tournament, then the Trinity National Invite came in at three. Emory always puts on a good tournament. They're at number four, and then uh, the Ithaca Bombers Invitational at Ithaca, of course. Uh, and then, of course, I, I like the Chicago tournament as well. Um, they came in at number six. So we do have the potential for some upsets. You know, I really, you know, I don't really consider a top 24 beating a top 24 an upset too much. Um, but some of these uh, teams that are in the top 24, um, you know, do have do, do have some chances. I think Minnesota Morris down the Trinity Trinity National Invite. I think. Um, you know, the Ithaca tournament, you got Ithaca and Barry, but, you know, watch out for Ohio Wesleyan. Um, heck, watch out for University of Wisconsin lacrosse, too. Those, but they both have shots against both those teams. Um, I think the Gargoyle Classic, Chicago's got its work cut out for them. You got four teams they are playing. All of them can beat Chicago, uh, you know, if, if everything breaks right. Um, and you know what? If Chicago comes out of that tournament, takes four matches, um, you've got to tip your hat to them, and you have to say, yeah, you're, you're, you may be a top-five squad at that point. Um, you know, Elmhurst, I think, you know, hosting Aurora is going to be one to watch. I think if Aurora goes in there, sweeps Elmhurst, then you're going to have to be looking at Aurora again as a top-ten team. Um, because even though Elmhurst doesn't have the reputation right now, I, I think they're going to be pretty darn good. Um, and then, of course, playing at Elmhurst. So, um, so, and again, you know, there's a couple other schools sprinkled in there, Hendricks, um, Augsburg, St. Olaf. Um, they've all got some shots. Uh, my Pirates down at Southwestern going against Carthage. You know, hey, if everything breaks right and you get those, those freshmen in, you, you never know. So, um, but that's, that's the, the 14 tournaments. If you're, I would recommend that if you're near any of them that first week is to go take a look. You're going to see some great volleyball. And uh, that's going to be it for this, uh, this podcast. And uh, I'll get, get out another one pretty darn quick. And uh, hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, guys.